You go first, Taki. Oh, it's me. Fine. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to Sales Market. I like that. There's no like super Dude. dominant. You, you're always going first. So I'm going first. It's no, just... I just I don't know how to start. I always get the starts wrong. But I, I actually take huge joy in watching you develop and progress with your starts. <laughs> that is awesome. Just drop the clutch in second. It's all good. Give it some revs. Salesmarketingproofit.com Real world case studies. No theory, just real results. You're listening to SMP with James Schramko and Taki Moore. Hey everyone and welcome to Sales Marketing Profit. This is episode 24 with me, Taki Moore, and uh, my co-host, the one, the only, James Schramko. James, how you doing? I am doing great, Taki. How are you? I'm great, man. Hey, uh... Thanks for letting me go first. You, you normally start because I don't know how to start and I appreciate the confidence you just showed in me. <laughs> Your start's phenomenal. If you just go back two or three episodes, getting better. you'll see you've, you've got a progression curve. Love that. One day, tell you what, the first minute's going to be killer. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, episode 24. My turn last week, your turn this week. Let's just jump straight in. What I love about these episodes is kind of, it's all meat. And it's all real. This is all real stuff. We're dealing with real people. Today, we're delving into the life of one of my clients, Peter Moriarty. Yeah, now I know Peter. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. He's got a, a website called itgenius.com. actually helped him with his IP naming again. It's one of the things I do with, when people come on board. We have a look at all their assets and we say, well, is this really the best place to base your business from? And often it's not. So mm. we like this domain. And he helps people cloud their business. It's sort of more for sort of medium size, small to medium enterprises. If they've got this big black box in the corner, his business helps them go onto Google and, and that's important. go cloud and virtual and all that stuff. I've heard about this cloud thing. I think it's, it could be the future. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of the cloud. <laughs> yeah, it could be more than a fad. So he's basically helping these businesses move their old IT stuff and technology. So it's really interesting to see. Obviously, our business owner in this case study is quite technical. Yeah, totally. And there's often a harvest to be made when you sort of delve into the marketing side of a technical business. And this business is not a new one. So it's a great case study compared to some of our others because it's like, what do you do with a six-year-old business? Yeah, something that you feel like you've already tried all your tricks and you're a bit out of tricks and ready for some, you know, and you, you know, you hit a bit of a plateau. You want some fresh ideas. Yeah, you totally do. So most of the people who come to me and I assume come to you are either, you know, it's either inspiration or desperation. You know, they're either things are going amazing and they're just kind of super hungry for next level, or there's some stuff going on that's not going how it's meant to and they and people feel a bit frustrated. How what was kind of Peter's situation when he came to you? I think he's probably a little bit of both. I tend not to take on desperate customers just quietly. I much prefer to work with inspirational customers. Yeah, sorry, desperation meaning I've got some problems to solve. And in his case, I think that there were some scaling challenges because he's got actual people in an actual office. Right. So you get all the sort of skill sets that I've had experience with and he's dealing with corporates where I've had some experience. But he's also young and enthusiastic and he's got good aspirations. So I think the aspirational side of it was pulling him towards my machine. Mm-hmm. And it turned out that there were some things that we found because when we looked at his frustrations, he's got this business that had sort of scaled up to where it was, 
but sales flow was quite choppy. He was definitely bringing in customers. And some of them were ready right now, but some weren't. And he didn't really have anything to do with the ones who weren't. There was no sort of funnel or things that he could send them to to educate themselves. And he didn't have a nurturing process to deal with people who had already dealt with in the past. And often those people in the type of business he has, if they're not on a subscription, then they're definitely able to buy services in the future again as they expand or change or grow. Plus, he had mm. some of the good tools that people use. In this case, he was using Infusionsoft, but he wasn't really using it with best practice things, no funnels in place, no real sequences or tags or effective campaigns. It was probably just storing the basic data of the business. So he's got a Ferrari and he uses it to go to the shops on Sundays a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. So heaps of people have that. You know, they've got these amazing tools. You know, no matter which automation tool you use, but they've got you know full power and, and frankly don't tap into it. And what often happens is people who are you know good people get get caught up in the delivery work with clients. And so the marketing kind of on to, uh, long-term nurture or relationship work with potential clients gets, you know, either falls in a hole, you know, we don't do it or we remember and we kind of get into a fit and we kind of try to retouch everyone who, we, who we've lost touch with and, and, you know, we do that for a bit and then we get busy again. And so we, uh, you know, we either kind of drop the ball or we're kind of always running around from delivery to kind of marketing mode. Exactly. And quite often, even if you had a reasonably simple tool and you did some of the basic stuff, you'll get a better result than having a complex tool that you don't know how to use. Yeah, 100%. In our own team, we have tool rules. And one of the rules is if we have a tool that we know how to use it. So it's part of our review criteria. Mm -hmm. And most tools have education or professionals you can hire to do stuff. Yep. And it's the case of the mechanic with the beaten up car. This guy's a tech expert with a technical tool, but he didn't have the marketing stuff yeah. set up. It's good. So it feels like there's an opportunity here to really backfill some of the lead generation and the kind of lead nurture pre-sale stuff so that his choppy deal flow kind of gets turned around. Exactly. He's got assets. He's got people he's already dealt with because it's a six-year-old business. He's got the tools and he's got things that can be fixed. So when we go from this unpredictable revenue and losing deals because the clients just sort of faded away and didn't really have anywhere to, to go. And then, of course, everything's manual when you don't have the automation working. Peter's spending way too much time following up clients and prospects, you know, peddling on that hamster wheel, which mm. most sort of small business owners find themselves doing in the beginning, right? Totally, 100%. And he's doing like 50 or 60 hours a week to get the goals happening. I mean, he's got an office to pay for and staff and it's very hard to have relationships outside of work when you feel like all your attention is devoted to just keeping the ship going. Hmm. Yeah, it sounds like he's doing, you know, he's got a good business but he's certainly doing it the hard way right now. Yeah, so we need to tune the machine. Love it. All right, so let's get tuning. What do you do? Step one, OTR, own the race course. This was yes. the single biggest impact of solving the frustrations because it caters for so many aspects of his problems. He basically was able to set up the website and his autoresponder and then feed this thing with social media to create a strong online attraction system. So prospects could now learn about him and interact with his content. So this, for the, the very simple explanation about Own the Race Course is putting good content on your own website, getting people's email addresses and then keeping updating them as you publish new information. And over time, you end up with this big iceberg of a site with lots of great information. 
and I'll go into a little more detail on that in just a sec. Then he followed that up by having reactivation and nurture sequences for his sales process. Now, reactivation means that you are warming up people you've dealt with in the past and bringing them back to the table. And then the nurture sequences are from the time someone comes on board to the time that they're ready to buy something. And you can do this all automatically instead of manually by using the tools that are freely available, whether it's Infusionsoft, Active Campaign, Entreport, MailChimp, Aweber. Any, it doesn't really matter as long as you get a tool that's reasonably intelligent. And definitely the ones that have tags and sequences are the top shelf stuff. And they're not that expensive. A good tool yep. might cost you uh, the lower price ones are Active Campaign, the higher price ones might be hundreds of dollars a month. Yeah, exactly right. And like Active Campaign is getting better and better and better. It does, you know, 80% of what. Most of my clients, you know, it, it's the perfect tool for 80% of my clients and for a few others, they need to do something a little bit more robust. But yeah, you just want to find a good tool that, that you can drive or that's, you know, you can tell somebody what, what you want and have them drive for you. Right. So we've put on an attraction situation where we're getting customers to his sales funnel. You hear that word bandied around a lot. Funnel's a bit of a loose term when it comes to own the race course because it's just this huge catchment. Yeah, it's more like a, a whirlpool is what I like about it. It's more of a chocolate wheel, I, I like to think. It doesn't matter where they come in. It actually serves three different groups. It serves people who don't know you and want to get to find out more about you, the, what we might call prospects. Yep. It serves customers who are already buying from you and still want to stay in touch with you. They don't hate your guts and they're really interested in what else you're doing. Mm. And it also serves past clients who you need to reactivate because you're constantly showing them new stuff and where you're at and establishing your authority. It's a very strong system. Uh, probably like we usually do in these episodes, we'll put a resource link there. Please. You can get that course for free at ownthericecourse.com. Can I just say, it's killer. When it first came out, I had you come and speak to my guys in Black Belt, walk them through OTR, and you give the course away for free. It's amazing it's it's one of the most useful pieces of you know marketing education i've seen and the fact that it's free is killer and so you, you know if we can put a link that i think that'd be great and you do you do own the race course so well too i totally do yeah i totally do i <laughs> oh, see yeah. we often talk about it. you even take some of the ideas that i talk about and give them better framework names <laughs> like you did at my event and and people really resonate with that so it's such a good thing to do especially in this un you know unpredictable world where People make silly mistakes like putting their entire business up on Facebook, for example. Put something on your own site. That's the key thing. And I love your octopus metaphor. Can mm. you just tell people about that? I think that's genius. Simply this, if you treat your offer page or, or where you want people to be as the head of your octopus and then you just build tentacles that go and, you know, they go and grab different fish from the sea and bring them back to the head of the octopus. And that's what every time you publish a post, you can use categories. So you could have, in my case, we have categories like websites, uh, we have a category of traffic and we have a category of business coaching. So there's three categories. They're like separate tentacles that spread out and we just keep publishing posts in those categories. It's like having more suckers on the tentacle and then we add more tentacles out into Facebook and YouTube and Pinterest and LinkedIn and uh, we can run f ads to you know to grow the tentacle even bigger and give it more reach. This is, this is less octopus and more kraken right now. <laughs> so um, one of the interesting things is I've shared this concept with your audience. You shared your webinar concept with my audience 
Totally. And Peter picked up on the webinar con- concept, and that's one of the things that he drives his traffic too. So he's using Facebook ads to webinars and then he's finding that he can go back and contact all the people he ever dealt with, pop them into this new track and then bring them back to a point where they're ready to buy and it can be mostly automated. Love that. So he's got three things going on. He's got OTR, Own the Race Course, which gives him frequent contact with prospects, with customers and past clients in a way that is completely non-salesy and positions him as kind of the, the expert, you know, the, basically the place to go when you want to learn about how to buy this stuff. Number two, he's realized there's, not, there's an opportunity in people who have given him details and kind of fallen through the cracks or ex-clients. And so we've got reactivation and nurture going on. Love that. And then as a conversion tool, he's implementing webinar strategy. And so he's using that as a main way to convert people from, you know, from prospect to client. Exactly. And now he's built up this armory of All right. 50 educational videos that are on his blog. He's syndicated them across different social channels. He's um, got this Infusionsoft now automatically following people up at the right time with the right message and then he can pop them into a webinar. And he's basically generating off every 5,000 in ad spend, he's getting over 20,000 back on the table. So it's a, it's a good conversion for him. It's fantastic. Yeah, it really is. It's fantastic. And he's just repurposing stuff because these things can handle the same concepts across different platforms. Completely. So in terms of results, he basically had, he had nothing, no, no opt-ins happening at all. He now gets 50 opt-ins a week coming into his community driven from his website. Once they come in, he's sequencing them and he's putting them through a triage, reference episode 11, and since he's getting customers to jump through the hoops instead of him having to tap dance, as we talked about in the previous episode, 23 as well, to purchase the products, he's only getting the right people who are hungry to buy. So everything's easier. And his sales closing rate is off the charts because from the strategy call to purchasing the Google Apps migration, it's just huge because they're just only the right people. They're ready to roll. Yeah, you don't have to use any kind of weird manipulative tricks. You can just talk to people and like if they've got to that place, they're in that place because they're the right fit and now it's just a question of, you know, do we like each other and are we going to do this deal or what? It's easy. Yeah, and he's pulling a 60% conversion off these calls. That's great. He's also, with the webinars, he's finding that people are coming who first contacted him a year ago but he didn't have anything for them. I reckon a webinar is a, it's a little bit like, you know, in the movies when somebody like has a heart attack or whatever and the ambulance pulls up and they have those, um, I don't, those electric shock pad things and they go, charge, clear, boom. Yes. Like that. What, you know, that thing? That's the word. Defibrillator. <laughs> Not the charge, clear machine, but defibrillator. Webinars are good like that because what they allow you to do when, a, when you're, let's say you've got, you've got a list and you kind of let it grow a little bit cold. When you market an event like a webinar, you typically, you know, promoting the same event, you know, three or four times, you know, in the week or whatever before the before the webinar, it allows you to kind of almost jumpstart people's attention. And people are really forgiving of, you know, there's more webinar, uh, more emails right now because they know that as soon as the webinar is done, it's going to die back down. But I've just found webinars is a really good way. It sounds like Peter has too to kind of jumpstart list that's gotten a little bit sleepy. And he's finding that the people who he bumped into a year ago are interacting with his OTR content. So they're just there to get. It's kind of like OTR is creating this pond where he's been 
letting the fish grow and grow and the webinar is just scooping the net through there. That's exactly what it does. Love that. Great metaphor. In terms of the business, well, you know, I'm a metaphor man, Taki. You are. In terms of the business, this is a six-year-old business. He had a 50% revenue jump just the last 12 months from doing this, these simple steps. That's incredible. Like in a startup business, you go, yeah, yeah, that's cool. I tell you, you know, you've kind of gone from not much to something. But to do that in a mature business is really remarkable. So well done, Peter. That's, uh, that's good work, mate. Plus, he's spending way less time on all the, the difficult stuff that he was doing because this, the machine's taking over. Totally. And he's got all this ridiculous leverage now from just some very simple marketing attraction and conversion frameworks. He's only spending time on the stuff that he loves and he's dropped back to about 40 hours a week. And that's, that's a pretty healthy week for an entrepreneur. Yeah. His health, relationships, decision-making, team dynamics have all improved drastically. Man, I love that. So good. Kudos. Yeah. So uh, the big things which came up for me for, the, you know, for, me for this was you know, really pin, pinpointing the problem. And the problem felt like he's, you know, he's been doing this manually for a long, long time, which means he's got people who he's talked to in the past who he's – you know, he's never going to get around to or never be able to nurture each lead individually. So he's, he's kind of rectified that with a, uh, an authority marketing strategy on the race, car, race course. He's uh, regular content on his blog and, and promoting it through you know, social and other sites. So now he's got something to talk to people about other than, hey, are you ready to do business with me yet? So people are really receptive. And like you talked about, coming to the surface of his pond, there's an opportunity for reactivation. You know, people he's dealt with in the past or just nurture for people who are interested. So he's built out some really you know, smart but frankly pretty simple sequences. Like it's not that hard. You've just got to go, that's an opportunity. Let's build some emails for these guys. No, it's really simple. And it's, it's like if you're familiar with football, it's like before he was like in every scrum trying to grab the ball and mm. then run with it to the try line. Now he's just got to get someone to pass it to the back line and they run it to the end. And you can just observe now, just get involved if he's near the ball, but doesn't have to always touch the ball anymore. Love that. It's the system's doing the work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the, the real cut-through point from this whole episode of tuning the machine is have a machine. <laughs> Don't do all the work manually. Like have some leverage. These tools are out there. The ideas are there. There's a, it's just such a simple way to start even at a low cost way for people to get started if they don't have a big budget, just start publishing authoritative content. If you want to be authoritative, be authoritative. Just publish the information and let people find it and warm them up. Now, people are, I think some people are scared that if I publish my stuff for free on the web, then people, there's no reason for people to kind of buy from me. Well, the biggest problem that they're going to have is no one knows they exist. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the catch-22. You could have the greatest content in the world all behind a paid firewall, but how do people know it's there? Yeah. I mean, I came from the car industry, and one of the easiest ways for us to sell a two or $300,000 car is to let someone drive it. Yeah. And they didn't have to pay any money. They just come to the dealership, put a driver's license on the photocopier, and we'd go out for a drive. And then like 10 minutes later, we'll be in a $300,000 SL driving around and then when we come back to the dealership they have to get out of the car and do the walk of shame back to their trade-in and drive off <laughs> in whatever hump they got to the dealership in it didn't feel the same <laughs> the walk of shame it totally didn't feel the same i bet that's true so the demonstration or sample aspect of free content is fine and 
we're actually able to have more impact with a show like this where we give up ideas without charging anything. Do you think after listening to our 24 episodes, you'd get a feel for whether Taki or James might be able to help you in your business? That's really what it comes down yeah, it to. Yeah, completely does. We're, we're living proof. Yeah, we are. We totally are. I love that. I think Dan Sullivan said something. I can't remember exactly how we worded it, but basically in the old days, it was like, how do we protect our IP as much as we can? And now the best way to protect your IP these days is to be the first one to say it publicly because now people know it was you who came up with the idea. Exactly. And, and there's so many people talk about OTR and everyone knows where it came from. They totally do. It came from uh, Shramco's website. So get the ownership of your ideas. Yeah, totally. Publish your ideas, be known for it. And it just leads to more opportunities where people can have it. And, and OTR is such a great example because when I first did it, I was doing it for private clients for $6,000 per month, um, doing it for them mm. and teaching them how to do it. And then I ran a paid workshop for about $3,000 for a day and I actually had people come and I went through the whole thing. Then I did it as a webinar for my paying members of Superfast Business and then I made an info product from it for 79 bucks, and then I give it away for free. So it's served several phases in the product life cycle, and there's any number of ripoffs. Even very large companies have come out with their authority-style programs that are quite heavily based on the idea. Yeah, aren't they, don't they call theirs rent the rate course, race course or something? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the, the main thing that I was first to market with was the, the, the truth that it's really dangerous to put your stuff on other people's assets and for it to, to expect it to be there forever. It's just not going to happen. No, it's totally and not going to happen. So it's about ownership. And a lot of people miss that point, you know, Yes, it gives you authority. Yes, it's good for following up. But the main thing is about ownership. So what Peter did is he said, I am going to own this IT space. I'm going to publish authoritative content. I'm going to give customers somewhere where they can come and find out about me before they're a customer. I'm going to give customers who are buying stuff from us reassurance that we are the boss. Yep. And I'm going to remind everyone who we used to deal with that we're still in the game and we're still doing this good stuff and we're going to keep them updated with it and we'll run some educational online events for people to to find out more and to really improve their situation if that happens to excite them to want to do business with us well that's great and that's exactly what happened and a 50 percent jump on a six-year-old business is a good result especially if he can have his uh, work week or almost have it he went from 60 hours to 40 hours and that's that's a win in my books anyway yeah, more time surfing. I love that. Full driving for Pete, I think. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Is that right? Well, well done, mate. Enjoy. When you give freely of your information like this, you earn the right to charge a premium for implementation, which is exactly what's happening for Peter. So well done. That's good. That's good stuff. So to get a copy of the, you know, the notes from today, then head up to Sales Marketing Profit episode 24. And also, hopefully, James will put a link in there for Own the Race Course, the training on how to, you know, how to be an authority by owning the content and how to syndicate it well. Will do. Taki, it's been such a pleasure to catch up. Dude, I'm about to get back into my surf. I get my surf on and uh, I'll be heading down to Manly. Let's get some, uh, get some waves. You were talking wetsuits earlier and uh, that pretty good. You know, the wetsuit's the first step. You, if you go from borrowing one to buying one, that's, uh, that's investing in yourself, isn't it? <laughs> it totally is. That's commitment. That's commitment right there. Well, frankly, man, like I love surfing with you and it's a little bit of a trek 
down. You know, it's like it's one more friction point. And I just figured it's like if I could kind of fall out of bed and land on the beach without driving half an hour, then I'm more likely to get into it more often. So that's kind of the strategy. Let's just kind of remove frictions and just make it easy. Do you have a surfboard carrier on your Vespa yet? <laughs> no, dude, I totally do not. <laughs> I totally do not. Uh, but thanks for checking. All right. Well, great to catch up. We'll, we'll, we'll wrap it up here and we'll be back for a future episode. And uh, also, if you've got any comments or remarks regarding sales marketing profit episodes, we do field comments on our blog at salesmarketingprofit.com. Yep. We always appreciate five-star rating on iTunes to help spread the word. If you want to link to any of the episodes uh, or bring it up in a Facebook discussion, by all means, go for it. And tag us in. Yeah. Cool, man. Hey, listen, this has been fun. Let's do it again in a, a few days' time. All right. See you, mate. Catch you, bro. See you, bye. You're listening to SMP with James Schramko and Talkie Moore. Visit salesmarketingprofit.com.